everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled, A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled, Plethora of Fakes. I'm sure y'all will catch what that's based off of. (laughs) So, here we go. I once tried dating from a different approach. I'd heard lots of things about this, so I created a profile and decided to try it. I uploaded a few pictures of me, but I had no idea of what I was doing. This situation quickly took a wrong turn. There was so much about this kind of dating that I had never learned. I'm not tooting my own horn. No, not at all. I'm not even vain. But I do tend to call it just how I see it. And I ran into some really strange men. But here's what helped me to draw this conclusion of them. Although my intentions were pure, just converse, maybe date, just to see. I kept my pictures current, but theirs were always outdated or fake to me. They claimed to be tall, but they were shorter than me. Thin, but way too wide. Very handsome, but very unattractive to me. Smart, but slower than a turtle's time. Understanding, but very insecure. Definitely single, but they lived with their baby mama. Available, but they were always gone. Interested, but they never responded. The list goes on and on. This kind of dating had me so frustrated something that wasn't for me. Maybe I'm really the old-fashioned type because it's plain to see that I'm not made for this type of thing. I must have more to lose than to gain. If I didn't know, well, now I'm convinced. I'm just not cut out for dating like this. So... Let's talk about this online dating. Excuse me. I have a few subjects I want to try to cover tonight. Hopefully, I'll be able to cover them. If I have to do it in a different episode, I'll do that too. But I wanted to talk about online dating because now, as some of you know, I have started to delve back into dating. I am practicing abstinence. And so, in the course of me doing this, I'm able to see dating from a totally different lens. And what I'm starting to recognize is that this is just my personal opinion. I feel like, yes, times have changed. And I am now recognizing just how ancient I probably am. Because I do love the old-fashioned way of thinking in the sense of courting and dating and getting to know people. So, personally, I don't 
believe in kissing someone on the first date. First of all, we are still in a pandemic. Let me just start there. So even if I find you attractive, I'm not trying to put my lips on yours. Because I just don't know you like that. But I've noticed how some guys will still make that move. And I guess another reason why I don't like the whole kissing on the first date. Because I know that what I know what kissing can do. So I'm more guarded now probably than I have ever been in my life. Part of it is because I know that I would have more to lose if I were to compromise my standard. Another part of it is, is that my children are watching me. And so I'm trying to set an example for my children. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not only that, wouldn't it be... Okay, y'all. I know people getting their vaccines and all that stuff. But I just really think that it'd be really, really sad... If I've gone an entire over a year without contracting COVID, happened to go on one date, and because this person couldn't keep their lips to themselves, I end up catching COVID because I gave someone a kiss on the first day. See, I'm not trying to have those type of problems in my life. So to avoid that, let me get to know you. Let's see where this goes. Let's see if we have multiple dates or if we even like each other. Let's get past the physical attraction to see if we have anything in common and go from there. Like, I'm just at a point now that I want things to happen organically. And because that's not a part of my makeup, I'm not trying to have a one night stand. I ain't trying to just be laying up with nobody. I ain't trying to be sharing nobody. Like everything that I might have overlooked in the past is not a part of of my list now so when you're dating from that perspective when you're dating with marriage on the mind when you're dating with purpose on the mind when you're dating with your children on your mind for me it's just taking on a whole new form so my patience is not where it probably once was not because I'm being anxious but just because I don't have time for games um, and so, yeah, this has been quite interesting to say the least. Um, one of the reasons why I wrote that poem, though, <laughs> is because this is years back. And I cannot believe that I still remember after all this time that particular situation. So I was on this dating site. And the dating site that I was on, of course, it was a play with words. But y'all know, my poem is called Plethora of Fakes. It don't take much for you to put two and two together, honey. So this particular site that I was on, which was years ago, um, I have since tried it again. I've had better, what is it, better experiences now. But in the past, there was one particular individual who... And this is y'all, this is how I know that I have been like when I look over some of the, the things that I've gone through, I just was truly clueless. I didn't have I had cousins who tried their very best to educate me on the way men thought. 
This is way before Mr. Harvey came out with his book. This is way before my little brother, who was really like a big brother, took the time out to kind of like clue me in on how men run games, some of them anyway. So this is way before all of that. And I remember this particular person when um, we saw each other online. Now, I tried to, you know, always make sure that my pictures were no later than 30 days previously. So the photo or the photos that I was looking at at this particular gentleman, I was like, oh, okay, you know, you look, you look decent. And so we exchanged phone numbers, got on the phone. We had a few conversations and his conversation for the most part was decent. So when he said that he would like to meet me formally, I was like, okay. Now, mind you, he had this whole setup like he was living on his own and he was doing fairly well for himself. Had me believing that he was a chef and all this other stuff, child. So I get to the location of where this gentleman is at. And this gentleman literally is living with his mama. So his mom lived in the back part of the house and he lived in the front part of the house. Not only that, the pictures did not look nothing like the person that I was looking at. Yes, I had been catfished. And I have a really, really hard time with hiding how I feel. It is so hard for me to pretty much whatever you with me, what you see is what you get literally. So if you see my face and I'm looking all kinds of like I got gas or whatever, nine times out of 10, you're not attractive to me. And so I'm trying to figure out a way to grin and bear it and trying to find my exit so that first of all, I don't hurt your feelings but at the same time so that I get out of that situation and make sure that I never put myself in that situation again so when he was talking with me I kept thinking oh okay I, I gotta figure out how in the world to get out of this and he just wanted to talk and talk and talk and I was like oh my god I don't know what I don't know I don't know how to get out of this and so, and it's been too long. I can't even tell you how I got out of it. All I know is that I may have spoken with him on my way home to be courteous. But I know after that day, that man didn't hear from me. Not now, more times thereafter. And so, yeah, that was my first true catfish experience. Then... I've had situations where there have been was only one really that I can think of where the gentleman perpetrated a, so I guess I've dealt with a couple of catfish situations where the, people are just acting as if they're they're doing more than what they're truly doing um, trying to see if the conversation will be enough to get in bed no honey because first of all in order for that to be the case, I would have to be considered a gold digger. And I'm not. I'm not chasing the dollar bill. I'm not chasing a man who has money. That kind of stuff is not like, oh my goodness. No, no. I'm not going to drop my panties for a 
a dollar sign. I'm just so sorry. And so that kind of stuff doesn't move me at all. And so um, I guess once it's realized that, well, you know, I tried to say that I had this and I tried to say that I had that. No, my main thing is, do you have a relationship with God? Do you have a criminal record that includes being a pedophile? Do you, uh, because if you have any type of, oh, I thought she was 21, but she was really 13. Well, bruh, man, so sorry that she lied about her age, but I'm not going to put my children or myself in a position to be yoked up with you. So I can only wish the best for you, but I don't want that to be a part of, mm-mm, mm-mm. I've, I've known a few people, a few people who have actually gotten in those situations where they didn't ask enough detailed questions. They didn't do enough research in order for them to discover after the fact that the person that they are now connected to literally likes little girls. See, I don't have time for that. So um, I'm trying to protect mine and I'm trying to protect my future. So um, also, how does he treat you? Like, is he respectful is he a womanizer? Yeah, we can't we can't co-sign for womanizers. Um, is he monogamous, or does he just love to play around? Does he have the form of godliness, but he's denying the power therein? Yeah, can't co-sign for that either. Um, so yeah, it's not as easy as it once was, and I'm I'm actually glad about that because I was super, super naive. And the crazy thing is, I remember, didn't even know that that was like putting a target on my back or putting a target on my forehead when I would say stuff like, I'm sheltered. Girls, don't tell nobody that you were sheltered. Honey, that is like a green light to play me, okay? Because... The way that some of those men look at that is like, oh, well, if she's sheltered, she has not a clue. So I could pretty much tell her anything and she's going to believe it because she ain't been exposed to nothing. So, yeah, don't advertise. If you really are the type of young lady that has not been in this world, that knows nothing of this world, just don't go around talking about how sheltered you are. That's just the wrong thing to do. Trust me. I learned that the hard way. Wish I could wish I could turn back the hands of time. But you know what? If I turn back the hands of time, I wouldn't have my six amazing children. So everything does happen for a reason. And even in the mistakes that I made, I'm able to see some of the glorious moments that, yeah, I wouldn't trade those for the world. And those kids are one of the things that I would never trade. So everything happens for a reason. Even in my being naive, even in my being gullible, even in my being a silly woman, there were things that I learned from those experiences looking back. So, yeah, nothing is for naught. So, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about, which was the <laughs> the online dating. Now, there have been people, don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking it whatsoever, honey. I'm trying it, and I'm trying it with a totally different, like I said, through looking at it through a totally different lens. And so far, so good. I've met some decent men um, no one that I would write home to mom and talk about, yes, mom, I think that there's potential in my future with this person. Nothing like that, honey. It's just more material that I'll be talking to y'all about later thus far because there's no one that has truly made my heart flutter. 
um, no one that has truly made me be like, oh my goodness, like I can really see myself with you. Nope, none of that has happened. Now there's been some very great healthy conversations that I've had. I've even done a little counseling. And so I remember me and my aunt had talked about that not too long ago. Because sometimes what happens is that when you know that you have a call on your life, sometimes young ladies, what we tend to do, where we should be helping a brother out, not laying with the, you know, his, his, his healing cannot be found in our wombs. Okay. So trying to help him out by laying with him, honey, that's not the answer. Sometimes it's just for us to sow the seed or water the seed and allow God to do the increase. Just because you minister to a man does not make that man your husband or your future husband. It could just be some nuggets of wisdom that you have that you may need to impart to him so that he is not completely wounded when his true queen comes. There may be some ways or or some views or a different perspective that you may need to offer him because the woman or the women that hurt him before have left him so wounded that If you don't offer him solutions, not from the sense of being sexually intimate with him, but just from the sense of, well, have you ever tried looking at it from this perspective? Could it just be that maybe you're choosing the wrong women for the wrong reason? You know, giving him nuggets of wisdom without having to lay on your back. That's all I'm saying. So there has been, there have been a few of those moments where I've just simply ministered to a man to let him know, I know I'm not the one for you, boo-boo. However, let me just give you some words of wisdom. Let me just kind of help you in the arena of when it is that you, you know, because you need to heal that, you know, because some of these, some of these people, and it goes for women too. It ain't just men. Some of these men that are on the website, not website, I'm sorry, y'all. That's on the social media site that, and I'm saying it wrong again, on the dating site. Some of these people that are on the dating site They are looking for instant gratification and they're looking for instant gratification because they think by climaxing that it will make the pain that was previously caused by maybe a marriage that's recently ended. Or maybe they just found out that they're the person that they loved and has been thinking that they were going to spend the rest of their life with just got pregnant by somebody else and it ain't even it ain't even his baby or Maybe she cheated on him when he came home and literally caught them in their bed. So it's so many different situations that take place that sometimes people are looking at the dating site as an instant gratification solution. They don't want a long-term relationship. They just want the pain to go away. So because I believe that um, I'm able to look at this from a different lens now. And I'm not, like I said, I ain't looking for my husband. I ain't looking for my future hubby on the, on the site. I'm literally trying to gather information. Truth be told, that's all I'm trying to do. If I make some friends along the way, great. You know, because I love to, I love a male's perspective anyway. I love to glean from men. I love to listen to them. I feel like there are a lot of intelligent men on this planet. And so anytime that I cross paths with one, I get super excited because I just want to learn. I literally want to learn. I think that men are beautiful creatures and I just want to learn from them. So I don't want their bodies. I don't, I just really pretty much want to just, you know, I just want to learn some things. So you're a lot of the people that are on there. And women too, because I've heard some of their the guys' testimonies, and they're just like, "Child, is this this is just a waste of my time?" So I've, you know they've shared some of those their experiences as well. But 
some people actually just go on the dating site because they want instant gratification. And then there are some people that they go on it just for the sex. Like, I mean, I've pretty much, I've ran across testimonies of some. I've ran across their experiences. I've ran across, you know, so it's like, it just depends. Some people are trying to get a relationship yeah, you can start off because y'all got to remember this. You got to start off as acquaintances. Then you work your way to friendship. Then if you see that you truly like each other, then you see where there goes from there. But to try to rush into anything, honey, that's the wrong mindset. That's just the wrong mindset. Um, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication, make your requests known unto God. Just, you know, and if you don't believe in God, honey, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> So, one of the pers persons that I was talking to, he actually was telling me how um, about his experience of why it is that he opted to go on so the social media site. Well, as I listened, I was all I kept thinking was, "You're hurting," because I don't know if y'all have ever paid attention. But when people are hurting, their conversation is different. Like I've even noticed whenever I am truly at a place where I'm just like, screw this. I'm not talking about dating now. I'm changing the subject kind of. Um, but whenever I'm in a moment of like, just screw it. It hurts too much. I don't want to think about it. It hurts too much to think about it. Whenever I'm in that mindset, I noticed how I notice how my conversation is different. But once I have healed from that, I also notice how my conversation is different. So it's the same when it comes to conversing with someone on a dating site. If you take the time out to listen to their conversation, you can recognize, if you pay attention, because sometimes we be trying to make excuses for these people. Y'all just don't do that. Just, ooh. Don't make excuses for them. People say when you when people show you who they are, believe them. If you can make that one of your mantras, if you can make that one of the things that you're like, look, I'm not making any excuses for this person. I'm going to see them for who they are. It would make life for you so much easier because trying to believe the lie when you're looking and staring right at the truth, honey, all that's going to do is cause pain eventually. I'm just saying. And so I literally was listening to him and I was like, you're, I didn't say it out loud, but I was thinking like, Ooh, you're really hurting. You're really hurting. So the moment that I knew that this individual, this particular individual was really hurting, then I started to seek God's face and how I could help say something to his spirit man to where it could kind of ease that pain a little bit. And so I tried, I found a way to edify him and just to let him know, because that's it. I mean, I know that it could be rather devastating. I've been divorced before, so I know, I mean, I wasn't necessarily devastated that I was divorced. I think that I was more devastated that um, my relationship had failed. And it wasn't even like, I wasn't even madly in love. Now I know what it feels like when you're madly in love with somebody and then that relationship ends honey you don't even know if you can eat sometimes you don't want to eat sometimes you don't want to get out of the bed 
all the love stories, all the music, the beautiful music, all of a sudden everything got your stomach hurting. You don't want to hear the radio anymore because every song reminds you of your ex boo. Like I've been there. I know what that feels like. So I literally ended up asking this particular person, how long is it that you've been divorced? Y'all, he said 30 days. Why are you even on the social media site? Let's, I mean, you know, on the dating site. Let's start there. If you literally were, I didn't ask this question. I'm just, you know, speaking to y'all. If you were just divorced 30 days ago, that wound is still fresh. And I understand that for some men, they got to get another woman in the picture to get over the previous woman. I get it. But, and I understand that everybody's time of healing is different. But what I'm telling you is that based on the conversation that we were having, it was too soon for him. It was way too soon. And so, give yourself time to heal. I know, again, that it's different for everybody. But please, give yourself time to heal. And that leads me into my next observation. Mama's boys. So there once upon a time was a time in my life where it seemed as if that's all I attracted was mama's boys. So unbeknownst to me, apparently um, there's still some residue of that lingering um, because I, I do have a maternal way about me. I, I really do. And I know that I do. Um, but hmm, let's talk about that for a moment. Mama's boys. So I ran across one of my old journal inserts, y'all. This insert was written around the first part of April, way back in 2011. During that time, I was in a relationship with this young man and we started off early in the relationship pretty much doing great. He had a good job. He was doing okay from what I could see financially. We would take road trips together um, and just a little backdrop about he and I, we actually met at a library so i was i don't even remember what i was typing i don't know if it was me getting my resume together i don't remember if it was me typing maybe a chapter or two of my book i really cannot tell you because it was literally over a decade ago and i'm sorry the way my brain is set up i'm not gonna remember that far not details like that but we were in the library and um literally as I'm typing, <laughs> he was sitting next to me. And so I'm typing away. I, I type. I took typing when I was younger so I could type fairly, fairly quickly. And so he um, looked over my direction. You could tell that he was kind of bored. And he looked over my direction and he started uh, chuckling to himself. And he was like, wow, you must have a lot to say. And so I laughed. And, but I just kept on typing. Didn't think nothing of it. Kind of looked at him. He was cute. But that's as far, you know, my mom would even try to like 
check him out. He was just cute. And so um, the next words that came out of his mouth were, excuse me, miss. I'm sure you are way out of my league, but would you please do me the honor of giving me your phone number? And y'all, I thought that was the cutest thing. I thought that was so sweet. So I gave it to him. Gave him I gave him a number. And it took two weeks for him to call me. So when he finally called me, I had almost forgot about him. But I was like, you know, when it dawned on me who he was, I was like, oh, okay. Well, what took you so long to call me? Like two weeks is a, you acted like you was, you know, like into me, right? Then I don't hear from you for two weeks. That just, I don't know about that. But I said, okay, you know, I'm going to give the man a chance because, you know, he didn't have no commitment to me or nothing like that. So he told me it took him that long. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, y'all. He told me that it took him that long because he needed to figure out a way to approach me because I appeared to be a woman that was way different than what he was used to. So now I'm going to interpret that. Okay, because it sounds real good, right? So I'm just going to let y'all into my world for a moment. So it sounded really, really good. I Like I said, I was so naive for so many years, had not a clue. Now, mind you, there may be someone on this planet that when they say something like this to you, they mean it from the bottom of their heart. But this particular person, although his reason was so flattering, <laughs> I didn't know that that was him running game. I thought maybe it was a beautiful thing because he could see by my demeanor that I was a special kind of woman. All of that was game, y'all. Let me tell you what it really meant. I didn't call you for two weeks because I was involved with someone else. And I had to make sure that I saw her off to college before I could call you. And try to, I'm trying to figure this thing out. I'm trying to juggle this thing. And so, yeah, I found you attractive. But I know I got this situation over here. And in order for me to appear like I'm emotionally available, I'm away for her to leave. Then I can give you my undivided attention for a little bit. And I'll try to figure out what that's going to look like when she comes back. So this is what I'm going to roll with for now. I didn't know any of this until later, 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 later on. So I fell for it. I fell for the game. And I fell for him. So later on in the relationship, I discover that I am sharing a man. Hmm. No, he wasn't married. But I was still sharing a man. And I remember the day that I made him make a choice. So one thing that this is what I'm learning, ladies. Now, I know sometimes we can get so caught up in these relationships. Most likely because we've had relations. Because this particular person I had had relations with. 
And I didn't want to let him go because I had had relations with him. And so because the person that he was involved with was a lot younger than I was. Yes, ladies, if you're an older lady, there will be times that you will feel like you're competing with the younger women. And you will be. So anyway, so I literally ended up telling him he had a choice to make. Now, this is the one thing that I'm learning or that I learned from the past. When you force or try to force someone to make a choice that they're not ready to make, honey, they will have resentment towards you, whether it is present or whether it manifests later. Anytime that you try to force a situation, someone is going to harbor resentment. That's why they say, don't force it. If it don't fit. So I ended up incorporating his mother. Because I was like I can't do this on my own. So I literally spoke to his mother. She knew about the other girl. And I was like okay I found out about the other girl. And right now I I know that I'm sharing him. I know that you know there are certain times. Because they had this whole arrangement. Where certain days they would watch a a show together. And so whenever he would um, hang. And I was co-signing for this. I was co-signing for sharing this man. Because I honored the fact that they had these days. That they would watch a show together. And so during that time I wouldn't call. Or nothing like that. And I was like girl you really. You're doing this thing. And so, um, so then when I finally got fed up, I told him, I said, you're going to have to make a decision. So I gave him an ultimatum because that's what his mama said, do right? His mom was like, well, you just don't have to give him an ultimatum. You don't have to tell him. He's going to have to make a choice. Give him a deadline and tell him when to make a choice. So I'm thinking, okay, all right, I'm going to follow his mother's advice. So I did. And I gave him the ultimatum, gave him the time frame. Needless to say, he did end up choosing me. Or did he? Because what I'm what I also recognize is that sometimes someone will tell you what you want to hear to appease you. And honey, that is not their agenda behind closed doors. And so um fast forward. My incorporating his mother into the equation, the beginning of our relationship, ended up causing issues in the relationship later. Because whenever a man is a mama's boy, that man is going to do whatever mama wants, whenever mama needs it. And if he doesn't know how to cut the umbilical cord or if she don't know how to cut the umbilical cord, whether intentionally or unintentionally, you as his woman can start feeling like the other woman. So in this particular situation, it's like I traded one woman for another because once that girl got out the way, now the mama was like the other woman. So, although it depends on the type of man you get, because some men, although they know that their mothers are queens, they also know how to create healthy 
boundaries between their relationship with their mother and their relationship with their queen. Like they just, they, they know how to do that. And then there's some men that literally have been so connected to mom for so long. Mm -mm. They just, I can't, mm -mm. she was here first. I don't know if you're going to stay. Uh, so yeah. So <laughs> I was on a date the other day. And me and this gentleman, we went to, it was called, I mean, I guess I'm just going to say it. It was called the, um, the Turkey Leg Hut. I had never been to the Turkey Leg, Leg Hut, like ever. I'd heard about it only through him. So we went out of town on a date. And although when we were getting to know each other, he had mentioned his mother. I'd never seen it in this light. So when we get there, uh, we were there, I mean, before, the day before, it took, people were waiting two hours. The day that we went, we were told by another lady that there was a man that had waited three hours. But by the grace of God, we only waited 22 minutes and we were able to make our place our order. So we're on a date, y'all, an actual date. And this man, after they had brought us the menu and showed us how much the food was, this man was more concerned. Now, mind you, he is 53 years old. He was more concerned about making sure he bought his mama a turkey leg than making sure he impressed his date. And I was like, okay, Lord, um, this will probably be our last date. <laughs> but, and yes, he did pay for my leg, but it was like pulling teeth. I kid you not. So I was like, okay. This is what we're doing. He kept reciting it in his head. Like, okay, so who I got to buy a turkey leg for? And he was like, I got my mama. And I'm thinking, is that a hint, Lord? Because, bro, man, we didn't talk about whether or not this was going to be a Dutch date. And you the one that asked me to go on this date. So, yes, I am expecting you to pay for the meal. My meal included. So, he ended up paying for it. But... When I thought about it, I was like, okay, so that's that right there was a sign for me to see before I go on a second, third, fourth, fifth date. You're mama's boy. And even though you're 53 years old, there's something about this that you haven't told me at all. There's more to this than what you've talked about. So because I have dealt with mama's boys before. I was kind of like, yeah, this will. And then he made the comment as, as as we're parting ways. And he was like, I really do hope that I hear from you. That I get a call from you. I said, the phone works both ways. And y'all know, I'm not this call that man. Like that right there was all I needed to see. You don't, you literally could not compartmentalize. And yes, I do understand. Because if my mama would have said, Teresa, I need for you to make sure that you bring me a turkey leg. Yes, that would have been in the back of my mind. But if I'm on a date, then there's this different way that I would have handled that. And so it would have been like, let me take care of my date and myself. And then, oh yeah, let me add my mom's order to our order. That's not how it went down. So I was just like, okay, all right, I see you. And yeah, you probably won't ever hear from me again. But it was, it was, I loved the experience. I got a chance to take a picture with the owner, one of them anyway. Um, I got a chance to be able to kind of mingle with other people. I love people anyway. So that part was, I love that.
And so, but yeah, I also learned a lot because like I said, I'm at a different point in my life. So I can, <laughs> I can be in your company and be taking notes all at the same time. That's kind of where I'm at right now in my life. So I was taking notes and yeah, that one got checked off real fast and quick and proper like. So, um, just keep that in mind that it does depend on the man because with some men, it doesn't matter how well they treat their mothers. They may never come close to treating you ladies as good as they treat their mothers or as bad as they treat their mothers. So you just have to pay close attention either way and then discover on which side of the spectrum you fall. Hopefully he'll have a healthy relationship with his mother and she'll respect her boundaries and allow you both to fight for the growth of your relationship without interjecting or coming in between and, you know, causing friction and all that kind of stuff. Just allow you to learn each other without kind of dominating the situation. And then there's some moms that they just they just want to make sure that they interject themselves at every turn um, to let you know I'm I'm the queen of his castle. Okay, that's great. But if you are the queen of his castle and he is in his 50s, honey, you may be the only queen in his castle for the rest of his natural born life. I'm just saying if he don't know how to put you in your proper position because I have sons and I don't allow myself to interject myself in such a way that um, my son's girlfriends feel as if I'm trying to be a girlfriend. Like, that's just not healthy. That's just not healthy. Um, you can be there for your children, but your children are not your spouse, period. Your children, that's not your spouse. That's your child. So, um, yeah, that's just my take on it. You may disagree. We can agree to disagree, can't we? So, yeah. Um, this is going to conclude my episode on tonight. However, I believe I have a letter to my future hubby. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see. Let me see. Where did it go? Did I write a letter to my future hubby? I just never know sometimes. I know I thought, thought I wrote it somewhere. Let me see if I can find it. Y'all bear with me. I know it's been a minute since I've been on here. And um, I could have sworn. Hmm. Okay, I may not have to do a... Yeah, I don't think I have a letter. Yes, I do. Okay, it is dated June the 14th of 2021. Dear future hubby, how do you feel about divorce? Have you been divorced before? I have. Therefore, this time, for me, divorce will not be an option. Let me just put that in the atmosphere so that there is no question. 
Therefore, I truly believe in order to ensure that you and I never even have to bring this subject up during the duration of our marriage, that we think about what it looks like to endure the test of time. For me, I believe that we cannot rely on our own strength and that a threefold cord is not easily broken. So in order to give our marriage a fighting chance, we must ensure that God is at the center of all things concerning us. That he is truly our foundation. Next, I believe you and I should have genuine friends who want the very best for both of us and for our marriage. I understand that there will be moments where you and I, we aren't seeing eye to eye. But I do believe that if we surround ourselves with good-hearted, genuine, God-fearing people who aren't afraid to speak the truth in love, that this will not only help us to remain accountable in our marriage, but I also think that it will allow for iron to sharp, sharpen iron. Next, I pray that we will build wonderful memories together. I hope that we will go places that neither of us have ever gone to. That we will try foods that neither of us have ever tried. And I really do hope to experience a lot of firsts with you. As well as replace some of our past memories with brand new memories. Of course, my desire is that our sex lives and our intimacy is beyond on point in the bedroom as well as as well as outside of the bedroom. You know, I just had to throw that in there because uh, we're going to have a lot of catching up to do, Mr. Future Hubby, wherever you are at. I will definitely wait for you, honey. Uh, but yeah, we'll have a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> I love you. Love, Teresa. So yeah, so those of you that get so like, what bashful when it comes to sex where did you get that from so i know for me when i was growing up the type of atmosphere that i was raised in the thought of sex made me cover my eyes like and i remember when i first was intimate for like the longest time whenever i was intimate i used to cover my eyes and be ashamed of course, I've grown from that. Um, I have six children. So, yeah, uh, I mean, apparently I overcame some bashfulness and some shyness and, and being timid. However, um, I'll never forget when I heard someone say, where did your shame of your sexuality come from? And I was like, I guess it was taught. <laughs> I had been through so much. That I, it was like a self-belief system. Like I taught myself to be ashamed because of being raped, because of being molested. That my view of my sexuality was tainted. And so I had to go through this whole transformation of understanding that when you are in wedlock, 
that that is a beautiful expression of loving each other and that there is nothing to be ashamed of. And so that is something that I am nurturing in terms of not being ashamed in my wedlock, not being ashamed in my matrimony so that when me and my future hubby do become one, that that's something that we are able to explore in a beautiful way that will give God the glory. So it took me, a, it took a lot of washing of the mind. It took a lot of purging of the past experiences that so easily tainted my view of my sexuality because it was introduced to me in a perverted way first. So I get it. I understand that, you know, for some people, you may need to go to counseling. I understand that you may have to pray yourself through that situation. But in wedlock, this is in my opinion, sex is a beautiful thing. It truly is. It's something that I look forward to. And so um, don't be ashamed if you have a healthy sexual relationship in your marriage. Now, keep in mind, um, I believe I've talked about this in the past. That whenever you are intimate with someone who is not your husband, that is a soul tie. And it's as if you entered into a covenant with that person because now the two become one. So one of the reasons why I am now abstinent is because I wanted to purge those soul ties from me so that when I do connect with my future hubby, he doesn't have all of those souls to compete with. So that's my interpretation. You are free to interpret things the way that you want. This is my own personal walk. This is what I'm doing to prepare myself for my future hubby. Um, however you choose to do it, honey, I welcome, you know, whichever route you take. But this is what I chose to do in order for me to kind of disconnect from everything that has happened to me in my past. Um, so that that way he does, you know, he won't have, I won't even be comparing him to nobody else because it's been purged from me. The memories have been purged from my, my, from my body pretty much. Um, and I know some of y'all are like, that can't happen. Well, let me, let me live. Okay. Let me imagine that it's happening as I speak. How about that? <laughs> so I hope that y'all have a blessed and wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.